Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to show number 36 of Frequency Cast, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me is our tech guru, Pete. Later in the show, I'll be talking to you about ways to stream your music and video around your home. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. Changes to Freeview and BT Vision's lineup. Help on getting more from your Sony eBook readers. Share your media online with the Orb. Get 3D TV for free. Plus your comments and questions. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Headline time and first off, digital TV switch news. Not from the UK, but from the US. The 17th of February 2009 is the official switchover date in the US. But they're not ready. Around 6.5 million homes in the US haven't switched, and President Obama, together with the US Senate, are pushing for a delay to the switch until June 2009. Over here, this year the following regions will be switching. Border, West Country, Grenada and Wales. Are you ready boys and girls? Next, Freeview News. A busy few weeks for Freeview. CNN is now available, as is Games Channel Super Casino and Dave Plus One. Coming soon, Quest from the Discovery Channel, Russia Today and Jewelry Channel, Rocks & Co. Next, iPhone news. When the iPhone launched in 2007, it was missing a key feature, MMS Picture Messaging. Tired of waiting for a patch from Apple, one developer's now released an MMS iPhone app. The app is free, but each message costs 35p, available from the App Store. Staying with phones, if you missed the story, the ban on mobile phones in hospitals has finally been lifted. Findings are that most hospital equipment is so well shielded from RF, initial concerns are unfounded, and the ruling is it's safe to use mobiles, at least in non-critical areas. Back now to TV and Virgin News. ITV's catch-up service is now available on Virgin, joining the BBC and Channel 4 on Virgin's lineup. Also, Satanta Sports has just launched a video-on-demand service on Virgin Media, so you can now watch Premier League matches for up to a week after kickoff. Staying with Video On Demand, BT Vision has added a whole bucket load of content from Living TV. The content, mostly from the US, is available free on demand as part of their TV packs, or on a pay-as-you-go basis. Staying with BT Vision, the Honda channel will soon be coming to BT Vision. Owl TV, anyone? Now some Sky News. Sci-Fi is the latest channel to go HD, appearing on channel 214, meaning there's now 31 HD channels. Also, Bond fans should note that Sky are showing 10 HD Bond movies in February. And if you still haven't gone high def yet, see our show notes for special details on how to get a Sky HD box for just £49. Next, a word of warning. Watch out for an email from social networking site tagged.com. I got one, telling me someone had added me as a friend. After a lengthy sign-up process and some far too personal questions, nada. We say, avoid. And finally, last show we talked about 3D TV. Now, there's DIY 3D TV. Yes, a 3D webcam has just been released, complete with those lovely silly glasses. Available for under £50 and out now. See our show notes. Twice. Frequency cast. Now 
So straight into a focus and today's focus is what? Today we are covering streaming. Streaming, or like noses because of our colds. <laughs> yes, this one is long overdue. We've had a lot of requests for us to talk about uh, media streaming and we've finally got around to doing it. Media streaming. Let me guess. It's sending your something from one place to another via the water. This is all about your media, sending your media around your house. So you've got yourself a PC, and on that PC is all your audio and video and photos and stuff like that. This is all about how to send it around your house. Right. Um, why? If it's not too much of an old-fashioned question. So the reason streaming is a good thing is you've got all your stuff on a PC. Right. But where do you actually want to sit and listen to your music or watch your telly? Bedroom, lounge, kitchen, garden shed, toilet. Okay, you got any PCs in there? The toilet? <laughs> yep, take the laptop. I'm not using the laptop after you, that's for sure. Well, no, you don't have to, you just use the toilet like everyone else. Anyway, come on, let's crack on with this. So, yeah, that's appropriate. So the reason streaming is important is because you've got a lot of media on your PC or your Mac, but you don't want to be tied to your PC when it comes to listening to it or watching it. We're going to start off talking about streaming audio. So this is MP3 files, AAC files. So actually what you're telling me is the guy on Dragon's Den who tried to put the computer in a coffee table downstairs because he saw that as the future. You're actually telling me this is the future really, but by leaving your computer upstairs and streaming everything to your television screen, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. I think anything to get away from the fact that most people have got a PC locked away in an office or a spare bedroom but they don't want to sit there and do stuff with it. So, yeah, moving it into where you live, making it more a part of your life. Well, isn't that what your iPod's for? So you can walk around and listen to your music and you don't have to disturb everyone else with your bish. That, that's a valid point, yeah. And for, for quite a while I've done that. I've walked around the house with my MP3 player. Naked. Naked. And, of course, you've got a nice expensive hi-fi or a TV system, surround sound system. Wouldn't it be nice to get your music going through that sound system instead of on little tinny headphones? Let me talk about a couple of media streaming solutions. Uh, the big one, probably the most popular one out there, is the Logitech Squeezebox. Squeezebox sounds good. This is one of the more common streaming solutions out there. Supports MP3, WMA, AAC from your PC, and also internet radio and podcasts, that kind of thing. And the way it works is you have to install a piece of software on your PC and then share out your music over a wireless connection so that these little boxes pick it up. There's a picture of one there. Quick description for us, Carl. It looks like a, a good quality digital clock, really. It's just got a speaker on it. So this particular model doesn't have a speaker. It's got outputs that connect into your hi-fi. So it's a nice little clear display. Comes with a remote control. You plug it into your existing hi-fi or your surround sound system and play music through it that way. So it's a receiver box, basically, here. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so this uses Wi-Fi. It works with Windows, Linux and a Mac, which is really important for anyone not tied to the Windows world. Uh, £145, which is not too bad for such a good high-quality solution. You can also buy something called a Logitech Squeezebox Boom, which is the next one up, and that actually has an amp and speakers built into it as well, and that's about 190 quid. Very nice. Didn't they have something like this at that uh, exhibition we went to recently? Yeah, good point. A lot of the internet radios out there, as well as supporting internet radio, will also stream from your PC. So one of the products we were looking at was the Evoke Flow, if you remember that, from Pure. Oh yes, Pure. They were great. I loved some of their stuff. So yeah, the Evoke Flow that we looked at, which is the one where we managed to get our podcast loaded onto, that's a great one. There's also their new one called the Avantu Flow. And also there's some products from Revo as well. The Revo Blick, if you remember that. We covered that a few shows back. I do. I remember it very well. So there's a couple of ways there of getting your media from your PC onto either a radio or on something you can connect into your hi-fi. Well, that's fair enough. That's your audio. But you said also TV. What was that about? 
Yeah, this is becoming more and more common. People want to watch video from their PC onto their TV. Well, what's the point, though? Because Virgin do a package like that sort of thing, and you can get everything you want for a satellite dish, can't you? True. Now, there's a school of thought here that if you want to watch telly, you plunk yourself down on the settee, and you've got your lovely 42-inch plasma LCD, what's it, up on the wall, and you can sit and watch your telly. And yes, if you're hooked up to Sky, Virgin, whoever, you can sit there and watch your telly, but you are tied to whatever it is you get. So with Sky, you've got hundreds of channels, but all you watch is whatever Sky are pushing at you at this particular time. Now, you mentioned Virgin. If you've got Virgin, yes, they do an awful lot of on-demand content, as we covered a few shows ago when we talked about Virgin. With the Bearded Buffalo. Yes, the Bearded Buffalo. Yes, he talked to us about Virgin and their on-demand service. So you can get hours and hours and hours of on-demand TV and movies from Virgin if you're lucky enough to be in a cable area. There's also, of course, the other option. Which is what? Which is BT Vision. This is the one I have at home. So this offers you something like 5,000 hours worth of on-demand TV programs and movies. You can get this for an awful lot cheaper than you can get Virgin. So you get the box for free if you've got your account with BT Broadband. And for £4 a month, you can sign up to what's called Catch Up TV, which gives you all the BBC, ITV, uh, Channel 4, Channel 5 on-demand content. So if you missed a show over the last seven days, either on a pay-as-you-go basis or for £4 a month, you can get access to all the TV shows that you've missed. Fair enough. But I'm still a bit confused. Why do I want to put my PC to my TV? Yeah, okay, so a number of reasons why you might want to do that. First off, something like uh, the BBC iPlayer. So BBC iPlayer lets you download TV shows onto your PC to watch over the course of 21 days. Ah, but they don't let you send it to your TV. Hence, send your computer. Oh, that's quite a nice deal done. Yeah, I see. All right, so there's a BBC done. Why else would I want it? Stack of other reasons. Things like iTunes and YouTube, where you've got video content that you might not want to just be tied to your PC, sitting in front of your PC screen on a laptop looking at. Why not project it up onto your telly? Good point. Entertainment with your mates, looking at all the funny, uh, dodgy bits of info you've got. Absolutely. And also things like uh, if you've got a camcorder or your digital camera's got a video mode in it, you can take family pictures. So those uh, holiday slides can have a whole new meaning, can't they, in the living room? You can have friends around and make them sit through the torture of all your holiday pics. And some people might also find another uh, use for getting media up on a TV. A friend of mine, who I won't name, um, occasionally downloads programmes from American TV, things like episodes of Lost, episodes of Battlestar Galactica, that kind of thing, before they actually hit the UK TV screens. First of all, this is all fiction, because you clearly have no friends. So (laughs) who is this person you're talking about? You're Teddy. (laughs) Anyway, so there's a whole number of reasons why if you download video over the internet, it's better to watch it on a TV than stuck on your PC screen. So let's look at some solutions. At the bottom end of the market, you can get the Hophog Media MVP. Hophog's your favourite company, isn't it? Oh, I like a Hophog. Or Howpadge, or however it is you pronounce it. This is a fairly basic solution. It uses Ethernet, not Wi-Fi, and it supports uh, MPEG-1 and MPEG-2, as well as MP3 audio files. 50 quid bit of software on your PC, and then the box physically plugs into your TV. So 50 quid to watch video and listen to music through your TV. Basic entry, quite a good solution. Okay, solution number two. Solution number two, top of the range, is something called the Popcorn Hour. The Popcorn Hour, this would be films, no doubt. No, not particularly. The Popcorn Hour A110HD. Now, the Popcorn Hour has been out in the US for a while. It's just made it to the UK. Lots of people really pleased about this. It can support a built-in hard disk, including SATA. Uh, It supports surround sound, MPEG-2, H.264. You can also watch your photos on it and listen to your uh, MP3 files and music files. Supports high definition at 1080p. 
USB connector, HDMI connector, does peer-to-peer networking. It's a real top-end solution, and it's a pretty, pretty good option. Right. How much? About 195 A bit more pricey, but then, of course, quality's there, isn't it? Yeah, that does give you a top-end solution, and it's a very well-respected piece of kit. A little photo of it there. It looks quite nice. Uh, standard remote control, lots of outputs there, a uh, few inputs, and look all right in your living room. Really easy to use, really easy to navigate, very, very popular solution. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Apple TV for all the Apple fanboys out there, uh, which again is another media solution. Uh, Box looks quite sleek, especially if you're into your Apple styling. Uh, It doesn't support MPEG-4, which is one of the more common formats. It only supports QuickTime or H.264. You can't play your DivX or your XVID content, which I know will annoy a a fair number of people out there. It's got a 40 gig built-in hard disk, so it's got two modes. Effectively, you can either sync what's on your PC onto the box itself, or you can use it to pull content straight from the internet. Supports Wi-Fi, uh, also does your audio, AAC, MP3 and WAV. It does do high definition, but only to 720p. And of course, you are to an extent tied into Apple and iTunes and having to buy your content through iTunes each time. And target price for this one? 180 Oh, so we're going back down again now. Now, the other one I want to mention, this is this is a favourite here, the Pinnacle Show Center 250 HD. This is an upgrade on the 200 model. Now, interestingly, this one supports the other standard formats, things like uh, DivX MP2, but it also supports WMV with DRM. And DRM is? Digital Rights Management, so that's the copyright-protected format. Now, the reason this is important is because that's the format that the BBC iPlayer use. So if you've got some programs that you've recorded from the BBC iPlayer, this is a really handy box for getting iPlayer content up onto your TV. And the price for this one? Ah, it's a rather nice price, 120 quid with a special voucher code that we've managed to find. So have a look on our website for a fairly cheap way of getting hold of the Pinnacle. Again, supports HD up to 1080i, and it's got USB connector. Nice solution. How much before the discount? Uh, 145. Right. So they're the main solutions. There are a whole number of other solutions out there. We've only touched on a few of the very common ones on there. Have you followed along with that so far? I have. Thank you very much for that. There's quite a lot of options there. Uh, I am going to ask you to put something on the website. Uh, Maybe a little table would be nice. What are the things I've got to look out for? You know, like you get in, in certain catalogs, sort of a tick box, what it's got and what it hasn't got, what we're looking for. Can we get one of those sort of made up? Yeah, good point. We'll definitely get something up on the website about this. We'll try and get a nice little table and a few pictures of the ones we've mentioned. Um, what you want to look for, if you're looking for a media streamer that does your video, you need a decent range of outputs. So high definition socket, a component socket, uh, digital audio, if you've got surround sound system, make sure it's got digital audio output. And also some stereo phono sockets if you want to hook it up into your uh, home hi-fi system. File formats are very, very important as well. That's why I've listed the file formats for each model. So if you've got all your video in AVI or MP3 or MP4 or whatever format you've got, make sure the solution that you've got can cater for your particular preferred type of, uh, of encoder. Also, again, some of them support uh, audio. If you're an Apple person, you want something that supports AAC. Otherwise, of course, it's MP3. And photos as well, so JPEGs and GIF. If you've got a large photo album, again, you might want to put those up on your TV. Some of these solutions, in fact, most of these solutions cover photo viewing as well. So that's well worth considering. Also, one final thing. Is it a wireless or a wired solution? So Wi-Fi or non-Wi-Fi? If you go for non-Wi-Fi, they tend to be a bit cheaper. uh, And you can actually connect them with those home plugs that we talked about that plug into your home sockets and send the signals around your home's wiring system. The advantage of the home plug as well is it supports a higher bandwidth than standard Wi-Fi. So if you're doing HD... Wi-Fi may not be the best answer, but a home plug will certainly give you a bit more uh, a bit more bandwidth. 
Excellent. Okay, so we'll look out for that. That'll be on www.frequencycast.co.uk. And if you stick at the end of that, slash streaming.html, that's where we'll put up some content. Okie dokie. Well, thanks for that, Pete. We haven't finished yet. We've got a bit more to do yet. Oh, please. (laughs) Now, some of you out there, especially games players, might find you've already got all the kit you need to do this streaming stuff already. So if you've got something like an Xbox 360 or a PS3, you can already do a lot of this streaming content. I do want to make mention of a little application we've come across called Tversity, Tversity, which is a really handy extension to streaming for games consoles. So if you have a games console, that's an ideal solution. You install a bit on your PC. You have to do a little bit of faffing about to get it to configure because it does all this clever transcoding stuff. So you have a video file and it will transcode it into different formats for you. It's a little bit of a clunky solution, but it does give you a really, really good experience on games consoles. Oh, I see. So it's not a huge jump to get extra technology in your house and in your living room and cluttering up the TV. Now, we're not going to go through all the options on how to do it because there's loads depending on the games console you have. I tried it with a Nintendo Wii. I've got a Wii plugged into my telly, and I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. So I tried this Tversity solution, and it actually worked relatively well. I could view my photos, I could listen to MP3 files, and I could watch video. Video was probably a little bit stuttery, wasn't perfect quality, but I got it to work and stream over Wi-Fi, which is really, really cool. Um, after playing around with that, I went back to an old favourite, something I used oh, a couple of years ago, a solution called Orb, which is really nice. Similar kind of thing to Tversity. So you install a client on your PC. It's a lot easier to set up than this Tversity solution. And it means from anywhere in the world, with a web browser, you can access your computer's media, video, photos, and audio. And if you've got a tuner in your PC, you can also watch TV over the internet as well, which is really cool. What, from any PC in the world? Pretty much, absolutely. What we're going to try and do now is I'm going to do a little demo here. So I've got my, my iPhone out here. Right. I've just opened up the Orb application. They also have an application for the iPhone, but I could be just doing this over a web browser. So this is actually connecting over 3G to my home PC through my home PC firewall, and it's going to be looking at files that are sitting on my desktop at home. So I've just gone into uh, my frequency cast folder on my home PC, and I'm opening up an audio track. So there you go, it's a little extract of our theme tune that you probably haven't heard. We don't normally play that bit, do we? No, there's a lot of that you don't play. <laughs> so there you go, streaming audio over the internet. Get it up on your games console, get it up on your mobile phone. Solution called Orb, highly recommended. Fantastic. All right, so let's wrap it up with the price. How much? Free. Yeah, how much was that again? <laughs> Free. Yeah, while we're talking streaming over the internet, one thing I must add, Slingbox. Now, we talked about Slingbox a little while ago. Great solution. Plug it into your home system and it broadcasts your TV. So you can connect it to your Skybox, for instance, broadcast it over the internet anywhere in the world. You can watch your own home TV system. The downside with Slingbox was always you could only watch it up on a PC. Now there's a thing called Sling Catcher, which you plug into your TV set and you plug the other end into an internet connection. So if you've got, let's say you're on holiday, you've got your TV in the UK connected to your Skybox. You could have a Sling Catcher in, I don't know, Spain, for instance, where you're on holiday, plug that into your TV, then watch your home Sky TV system on a screen somewhere else in the world over the internet. A little desperate. I normally go on holiday to get away from TVs. (laughs) But what if you missed the next episode of America's Top Models or uh, Big Brother? How would you cope? Well, just the same way as I have been already. I haven't watched any of them yet. (laughs) Good choice. So for more information on all of this, go visit www.frequencycast.co.uk slash streaming.html I was going to say it.
Right now, time for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. And first of all, we have Ian Coxall commented on our piece on 3D TV in the last show. What did he say? Well, he said several years ago, the BBC produced a special 3D weekend with episodes of Doctor Who in 3D. And you had to wear those silly glasses. You remember the, the coloured glasses? Well, like the ones you've got on now? That's the one. I can see you in red out if I do that and, and blue if I do that. Isn't that- Am I in 3D? <laughs> Near enough. You're almost in real life as well. Look at my nose, it's coming at ya! What else did he say? He said, yes, you wore the funny little glasses that were sold, although the money went to charity, and you could get a passable 3D show, albeit with those very odd colours. Then he goes into a huge amount of detail about how 3D TV actually works. Let's give you a quick summary here. So you basically have a camera that travels in this sort of circular direction, so that you, so it's doing, you know... 180 degrees, 360 degrees. At least three degrees or more, Absolutely. Uh, and it says, um, camera travels in a circular motion. The trick is actually about when the image is viewed. He says, and I didn't know this, it's a known fact that a bright light travels through the optic nerve quicker than a less bright light. Oh, it's got a higher frequency, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so therefore, to get the 3D effect, one eye must view the image through a neutral density filter, i.e. one lens of a pair of dark glasses. Yeah, I knew that. And it says the brain perceives the combined images with the delay, because you've got them one brighter than the other through the filter. And it can then work out and, and interpret a 3D image. And Ian says a lot of documentaries actually use this effect. So if you sit there and watch a few documentaries with one lens of a pair of sunglasses on, so I don't know what you've got to do, smash the other lens or stand there holding it, you can actually see a passable 3D effect. If you're a cyclops, you've probably got a pair of sunglasses like that already. Leela from uh, Futurama. No, don't be silly. So there you go. Apparently, uh, you can view 3D just with one sunglass on. Sun- a pair of sunglasses? Half of sunglasses? Bifocals? So there you go. Thanks, Ian. We're not convinced, but uh, if you say so. Excellent. What's next? Dave Close has been in touch. He says, hi, you have been recently talking a lot about HD Freeview and that there is currently nothing that supports this. But I can't believe you have never had... <laughs> heard? You've never had... A little bit of a typo. They've never heard. Oh, right, yeah. Of the DigiTV card by Nebula Electronics. I like that. Nebula Electronics. Lovely. Isn't that something from Star Trek? (laughs) Anyway, it already supports H.264 television. I've been using this card for a couple of years, and I don't see why everybody else isn't using it too. Why aren't you using it, Carl? Well, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Pardon? Très bien. Yes, you've no idea what one of these is, have you? Um, He then goes on to say it does everything. IPTV, pauses live TV, PIP. PIP, Carl? Freely. Pip. Pip. Picture in picture. And because it's on a computer, the program records to raw data files, which can then be transferred off to an iPod. Hang on, I thought you said that there wasn't any HD Freeview yet. No, there isn't. But this card can receive it. Magic. In actual fact, we can expect four channels of HD between now and 2012. And the Nebula TV digital TV card that Dave's talking about was actually used in the HD trials that happened in 2006 from London's Crystal Palace transmitter. And that was using H.264, which does mean that this card and this box that he's talking about from Nebula are actually capable of processing H.264. So when Freeview does come out, these cards should be ready to get Freeview telly. Well, we'll have to stick that on our show notes, won't we? Yes, looking at the spec, these are rather nice little receivers for your PC. You can get them as USB boxes or as PC cards to slide in the back of your TV. Uh, yes, thanks for that tip, Dave. And indeed, we will stick a link on our show notes. Thank you. And he's put a PS on the bottom. It says, can I have a fridge magnet? Right. Do you, do you think that's the letter of the month? Do you think that deserves a uh, fridge magnet? What do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. All right. Send him, send him a fridge magnet because he's got some words in his letter. 
Excellent. Dave, send us your address. We shall send you a rare frequency cast fridge magnet. Yeah, hold a minute. I'll just go on. Wrap that up. Put that in the box. Right, hold a minute. That's it. But don't put it on eBay. Okay, who have we got next? Uh, we want to say hi to Dave Whittleston. He says, you often seem to get bogged down by repeated requests and questions about Freeview, which drives me a bit mad because it takes up time that could be better spent talking about other tech. Please could you gently remind your listeners about your excellent back catalogue of shows that cover this? Especially show 14, of course. Yes, thanks to Steve, our producer, for reminding us that show 14 is where we talk about all of those lovely Freeview questions. So yes, stuck with Freeview, show 14, or of course, have a look on our website. Has he had a haircut? Steve? He looks taller. He also goes on to say, go on, you can read a bit here. Thank you. You're making me work now. I've recently got into using Linux Ubuntu, and I've been extremely impressed with it. It was so easy to install, and it's free. It's a great option for bringing life into an old PC, for using it maybe as a server or as a basic media centre, especially for students that can't afford a new computer. He says, please give Ubuntu a shout on your show. Apparently, it's even endorsed by Nelson Mandela. Carl? Ubuntu! Well done. You're going to put a bit of echo on that, aren't you? The main point of the email was to request that you have a look at some media streamers. I've struggled to find any proper reviews, and I'm interested in getting one for sending music and video from my Vista PC upstairs to our Samsung TV downstairs. Well, of course, the good news is we've just finished talking about streaming media. Amazing. Fantastic. Okay, we have a podline call in a minute, but first a question from Dean about the Swap Watch. This is where we have to turn over to Carl, who is our resident Swap Watch guru. He wants to know how you can enable the key lock on a Swap Watch. Well, so far as I can tell, there's no official key lock on the Swap Watch because it is a watch. So obviously the face has to be active at all times. But if you are having trouble with it getting knocked when you're doing certain activities, you can always turn it off on the top right. So you just hold that button down until the face goes blank and it does the, the normal swap watch um, closing procedure and then reboot it when you're ready to receive calls. Because I'm assuming if you don't want the uh, the watch actually active, you're not receiving calls anyway. It was almost sensible. Well, well done, Carl. Uh, now, podline call time to the podline. Let's go. Um, I'm trying to find out how I can feed a second TV from a Humex box. Humex, um, you know, the Humex preset box. I have a, currently I have a um, sky box with two RF outlets and uh, one feeds one feeds a bedroom TV. So I'm interested to know how you can do this with a preset box. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, as it happens, neither of the Humax Freesat boxes, that's the Foxat or the Foxat HDR, actually have an RF aerial output, so it's not quite so easy for running a cable to another TV somewhere else in the house. Two options open to you. Number one is use a wireless AV sender, so you can send it without the need for an aerial cable over a wireless connection. Or alternatively, you can use an aerial cable, but you have to get yourself an RF modulator box. Both of these solutions connect to a SCART socket on the Humax, not an aerial socket, and we'll bung some links up on our show notes. Excellent. Okay, we have another one here from Elaine Eldridge. I'm print impaired and looking for an ebook reader that would enable me to read 26 point times New Roman without having to scroll. In other words, the device would repaginate text, not just magnify and scroll. Over to you, Guru. Well, we've got to recommend the Sony Reader here, although by default that only has three levels of fonts and they're not particularly big. 
but we have found a way that you can install custom fonts onto the Sony Reader. Interesting for anyone that already owns one of these, you can do quite a lot of customization. What you actually have to do is install a new ROM file using a program called PRS Customizer. Basically, it lets you create a new ROM and install it via the SD card. The process takes around about 15 minutes, and we've found a nice step-by-step -step guide on how to do it. Take a look at our show notes for those wonderful links. Thank you very much. And a special mention to VIR Hospital Radio at the Victoria Infirmary in Glasgow. Absolutely. Hi, guys. Hi, girls. Uh, they've just started taking frequency cast around the hospital radio wards. So hi to all the guys and girls at VIR Hospital Radio and, of course, all the listeners in Victoria Infirmary Hospital in Glasgow. Right. I'm a little bit concerned. What's happened to the phone? Is the battery gone? Are you not charging it? I'm not getting any texts. What's the text number? Yeah, it's been a little bit quiet, hasn't it? So I've got my Facebook phone here, which is linked up to the FrequencyCast Facebook account and also cross-linked to our text line. The number, of course, is 07882043521. But it's been very, very quiet. It's a new year. Come on, guys. Get those digity little fingers napping and tapping away at the phone and give us a text. Why has it been so quiet? You know who I blame, don't you? Oh, not this conspiracy theory again, is it? Go on then, who do you blame this time? I blame the Vikings. Well, obviously. Those swashbuckling cowboys. What's happened to the Vikings? Yeah, a serious point. Do you know what's happened to the Vikings recently? What, the pointy hatty people? Horns at the side and, and big boats with dragon heads? Yeah, they've been keeping very quiet recently. I reckon they're planning a comeback, you know. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. What, like some kind of 80s band? Lucky we don't live in a Saxon village anymore, huh? You heard it here first, listeners. Well, like some sort of surprise attack? The Vikings are striking back. You've just ruined that for them, haven't you? Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Well, that's it for this frequency cast. If you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. Or you can contact us from our site. If you're on the move, text us on 07882 043 521. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember to check out the show notes for this show, Show 36, for links to everything we've discussed today. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button and also comment on today's show in our listeners' forum. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. So that's all for this show, where you can share your media on the orb with me. Getting 3D TV for free, changes to Freeview, ebook readers and more, plus comments and questions like always before. Catch you on the next show. And please spread the word. Frequency cast. Shut down.